forward to taking your questions and to be aware that once you ask your question, since it's a live program, once you ask it, it cannot be removed even later. And on that, we are always so happy and so proud of everyone that calls up. One more time, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the number to text your question is 347-927-8398. And Remnison, who do we have on the line? We have Miss R uh, with a parent's permission. Great. So we have Ms. R with the parents' permission. Welcome to the program. Ms. R? Hello? Yes. 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 Sorry. Yeah, hi. Um, basically, I would like to ask a question. We have a girl, we had, um, we got a girl in our class a year and a half ago, and um, I feel a bit that he... he Wait, I'm not, I'm not understanding. Could you say again, you have a friend in class... That she came to our class, she joined our class a year and a half ago, and she I feel a bit like she's a bit, a bit like taking over my life, like a bit decides for me and a bit. Wait, we're not hearing you. Sorry, you got distant again. The mouthpiece. So you have a friend that came to the class a year and a half ago, and um, how is she taking over your life? She speaks a lot to me. Yes. And um, what's your question? How I can be aware, like, or cut off, or don't know what to do. First of all, what do your parents say to this? They, they just think I could cut off, but it's a bit hard. Wait, let me ask it again. What do your parents say to this? They just think I could cut off, but it's a bit hard. Excellent. Oh, stop. I didn't ask you. We'll get to you in a minute. First, what do your parents say to this? That's very bad. That's, wait, not about your feelings. What do your parents say to this relationship? It's a very bad relationship. Excellent. So if it's a bad relationship, now what are they recommending you do? I don't know. What uh, are your parents recommending? Off. Right. Now, let's go to the next step. What's your difficulty with cutting off? It's not so easy. Why not? Because I feel that it's going to affect her. Excellent. Bingo. So now notice what your relationship is based on. Let's define relationships. Would you say your relationship is a friendship relationship? A friendship means you give her and she gives you. That's a friendship. Then you've got a parent-child relationship where the parents give mostly to a child, and then the child gives less to the parent, but there's still a give and take. Then you have a therapist relationship where a therapist is meant to educate someone, help them process information, but the person gets very, gives very little back to the therapist besides for pay. So the relationship is based on helping them grow, but the only chargeback, the only payback is money, either from the client or from the government. Then you've got a relationship, which is tzedakah, where you help someone, you give them a tremendous amount of tzedakah, so you're helping them, and Hashem pays you back. Then 
you have one other relationship where someone manipulates weaker people. I don't want to use the word manipulate. Let's use the word more controls. Where someone has a need, and instead of getting from the other person their needs, what they're doing is they are grabbing it. They are taking it, regardless of the other person wants to give it or not. And then you can have someone in a similar relationship where there is a relationship where you want to help someone but only a certain amount, but you can't set the limit. So now the other person's taking more. Which of these relationships would you say you're in? Uh, I'm giving. I'm only giving. I'm, I'm not getting anything back. Yeah. And do you want to continue giving or do you want to stop? I don't feel good after, I guess. That's right. So now, let me ask you, does your father do any business? Could be. Um, let me try something. Let me ask, uh, let's try a different thing. Does your mother have any friends? Yeah. Is there ever a time that she ever tells a friend, now I can't speak because I have to take care of the kids? Yeah, she does. How could she do that? But is it's not nice. Her friends need her. I know. So what's the answer? Too bad. Well, too bad is too tough. Let's look at it this way. That your mother, at a certain stage in life, during her teenage years or later, learned that there's a way of telling someone no, and the person might be affected by it, but you learn, and especially in the tires, so I'm going to ask you to ask your mother or your father to find where the makar is. I don't want to be the one to tell you the halachas ask thereof. But if you set a boundary with someone because it's the right step, you get tar for that even if the other person gets disappointed. Let's take an example. We just had in this past week's parsha with Moshe Rabbeinu and Kairach. Kairach wanted to be the Nazi. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem said no. What happened? Did Moshe Rabbeinu give in because Oi Kairach wants it? Huh? What did he say? Moshe Rabbeinu and Kairach, this last week's parsha. Kairach wanted to be the Nazi, wanted to be in charge, and Hashem said no. So did Moshe Rabbeinu say, okay, I'm giving it to you, even though Hashem said no? No, he doesn't. Why not? Because it's not right. But he wants it. He but he won't be the right Nazi for the Shevet. He's not right for that. But he wants it. So let's teach you a skill, because you are a teenager, and we have teenagers listening. We even have adults that haven't mastered the skill yet, but it's still yeah. a skill to learn. And the yeah. skill is that when you say no, and if you say no because you want to hurt the other person, that's not allowed. But if you're saying no because it's not good for you, that is not only allowed, but it's a mitzvah. Yeah. And yeah, of course. 
Why did Moshe Rabbeinu tell Kairach no? Because he didn't like him? No. Why not? So why didn't he give it to him? Because Hashem said to give it to someone else. Exactly. And then, if someone is fighting you, like what Kairach did, you have to stop it. He started a whole rebellion. It has to be stopped. So there is a time when you say no, that's a huge schuss. And it's a mitzvah. Now, you got to realize, the focus is why are you doing it? There are people that are not healthy, that they say no. You know why they say no? Because they're mean. They're hurt, and they want to hurt others. Yeah. But such people, when they say no, it's wrong. But if you say no because it's too much for you, no, because your parents told you to say no, then is it a problem? Is it a, is it not there? Is it a mitzvah? It's a mitzvah. That's right. So now let's practice it. You're going to tell your friend, we could either speak 20 minutes every night, but lunchtime I need to hang around other friends. No, I cannot speak to you during lunch. What would happen? I don't. I hope she'll accept it. I'm telling you she won't. What are you going to do? I don't know. Well, let's do a role play. You be her and I'm going to be you. <laughs> and, and there's another step because I'm sure your parents are listening because it's late and everything that's going on. And you're, But what I would also recommend your parents are to discuss this with the teachers. So the teachers are to be aware and the teachers are to... Um, keep an eye out that you are not speaking to that friend. And at night, she does not call the house. And the, one of the steps I would do if I was your parent, I would say for one month, we cannot speak. We're not in a fight. That means cutting off. Notice the word cutting off. What's the difference between cutting off and saying Thanks. one month we're not speaking? Notice the difference. It's not a difference. What? It's not a difference. There's no difference? Yeah. Well, I'll share with you a difference. For one month, they're saying we are taking a break of the relationship, but there still is a relationship. And then after a month, we're going to have the relationship again on a healthy level versus we're cutting off forever. I understand. What's the difference now? That it's different. What's the difference between cutting off and saying we are taking a month break? Are you cutting it off in a, in a bit of a nicer way? What's the difference between the two? Pardon? What's the difference between saying I am taking a month break or a month we cannot speak? And when you say we are cutting off, we have no more relationship. It's cutting off in a nicer way. Yes. I just said yes, but I really don't agree with that. I didn't say it's cutting off a nice way. I said it's giving space for the relationship to possibly reconnect on a healthy level. I don't want it to reconnect. What? Nothing. You said you don't want to ever reconnect, correct? No, I don't want it to reconnect. If I, cut, I want to cut off. 
okay, then that's what you'll be telling her. Right now we need to take, right now we need to get involved. Um, right now it's sort of maybe if you're strong, you can say your parents want you to cut off and you're not able to speak to her. Tell her you're not in a fight. Then if you're in a place you won't talk to her, if you're going on a trip somewhere and she's saying something, you can answer. But you're not friends. You can't speak more than, like, two sentences. Okay. I'd like to share with everyone just the joke that someone said, because I enjoy creating a little light mood. So someone just sent it. A joke. I went to a psychologist that diagnosed me with a split personality. They charged me $82, and I paid $81, saying, here's my half. And let the other half pay the other rest. <laughs> Cute. But anyhow, Rebnissa, what would you say to this girl? So she wants to cut off, but she's not able to. Uh, I just said there are other lines to her motherhood. So, okay. So what are you getting? Let's go over here. What are you hearing? What was your question? What's your answer? Rebnissa will get involved. Your question was, there's a girl that came into your class a year and a half ago. You can't create any boundaries with her. She's calling you all the time. It's too heavy for you. Yeah. Your mother tells you, your parents are telling you, you need to disconnect from the relationship. And you can't because she'll be her. What was the response that we gave? Yeah, I don't know. I can tell that. I mean, about 30 days, I can't speak. Yeah, but I, you see, it happens to be that if I was speaking to your parents, I would first recommend a wonder, since you think like a teenager, the all or nothing, I wonder if you can limit the time that you speak. Like you can what speak is? to her at night for a half hour, and that's what you're willing. Again, that's if I would be speaking to your parents. Okay. Not the all or nothing. But during school, no. During school, you have to have lunch time with your friends. And the reason why I'm saying at night is because that's where your parents can supervise the conversation. Okay, she's well, calling um, now at 8 o'clock. What? I sit next to her in school. Okay, so you could sit next to her and still not talk to her. It's very hard not to talk to her. Every single time, okay, whatever. She sits next to me, she asks me a question. I can't just ignore her. Yes, why not? Because I just can't. It's not nice. Well, who's not nice? Let me ask you something. If you can't say no, can I ask you to please come to my house and babysit my kids every night? I would love that. Give my wife a break. Just come every night, watch my kids. I can't, sorry. Why? Hey, you just, that's not nice. I can't. Oh, so what about the same thing when this friend asks you a question? You can't answer. You're not allowed to answer her. Okay, fine. Now, let's try this again. So you're going to sit next to her. She's going to be asking you something and say, I can't answer your question. Only at night. For a half hour, we can speak. It really annoyed at me. Yes, she will be. Rabnison, what can you help out okay. over here? Okay, so I just, so uh, I just get, get and the parents, and it's so important, and so many teenagers are dealing with this. I think, I think first of all, the parents have to get involved and just put the, the, the limit. And um, the parents and the teachers are both both involved, but... Um, and what are they saying? Okay. We know what they're saying, but what are they saying? They're saying that's a very unhealthy relationship, but they 
they just can't do anything about it because what what do you mean that's not they cannot put a borderline let's say that uh, we are not allowed to talk right now in school during school and you want to talk with her just at night at evening you know uh, yeah they could okay so you just now you have an excuse or just a way out for putting a border or gu guideline between your relationship but now I, I feel like I have to talk to her if she calls me at night I have to talk to her for like three hours I can't talk to her for 20 minutes okay that's it so just tell her that listen I cannot talk with you that I have limit for my parents right now 20 minutes that's what I can do that's right remember yeah. you're still a teenager parents your your stage in life is to start learning balance so it's either three hours or nothing okay. and what you're learning when you say my parents only let me speak at night for only 20 minutes it's that's what I have and I respect my parents and the school I should totally ignore her well, I think, again, your parents think so and your school thinks so. And if your parents think that you should completely um, disconnect from her, then I would listen to your parents and to the school. I would work it out what they recommend, because I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do. What I'm sharing to everyone listening is that we need to learn boundaries, and sometimes boundaries don't have to be all or nothing. Sometimes they could be a middle ground. I understand. But what you should do should really be discussed with your family. Okay. Thank you very much. No. You're welcome. It's so amazing that you called up so late. I appreciate it. I hope more and more teenagers will hear this. And I think it seems like that's very bad uh, and it's staying so long, so late. And it's yeah. hopefully mm -hmm. that uh, you will be strong and know how to put your boundary. Yeah. I will go Thank to... Thank you very much. No problem. You're very welcome. We'll go to Miss G with the parents. Okay, Miss G. Hello? Yes, yes, hello. Hi, thank you for your program. It My has been pleasure. Awareness. Yeah. So I have this classmate that, like, she calls me her friend, and it, she always vents to me about things about her home. I very recently yeah. I told her that I'm not a therapist, so, like, I can't really help her, so if she has a problem, she should go tell her parents. But she tells me her parents would never, like, listen to her and give her, like, the professional help. So I tried dropping her, but she keeps on coming back to me. So could you please, like, give me a tip on giving, like, her an awareness that I'm not going to be any help to her and that it can only affect Notice me Notice how your question is just like the last question. I would like Sorry, parents that are listening to know that this is one of the biggest issues going on in this generation with the teenagers. That means... Baruch Hashem in our school system, we've broken down a tremendous amount of all this, um, if I'm wealthy, I could be in this class, we can't have this if they're indifferent. We're trying to have everyone together. We're chas v'shalom not segregating against different parts, different kehillas. We're having everyone together. That is the milus. The chesroinus are that there are some children, teenagers, that have heavier life issues, and they are opening up to friends from more stable households. And these kids or teenagers from healthy households feel now, oh, hey, this person's asking me for a favor, I gotta help them. Cause that's what we teach in healthy families. Someone needs help, you help them. Your parents need help, you help them. Your brother and your sister need help, you help them. Grandparents need help, you help them. 
But what the teenagers don't understand yet is that there is healthy help and then there is unhealthy help. What is your job to help? What is not? So as we know, the famous halacha that it says kibbutz of aim, right after it has the hilchas shmir Shabbos, and the parshias and Rashi, which explains, which brings out the Gemara, that if a parent tells a child to be machal Shabbos, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Because afheim mitzvah. Parents also have the chiyuv. So we learn there's healthy boundaries. Means you listen to parents almost all the time, but there's a time when you don't. The same is what teenagers need to learn with friends. There's something called healthy helping, healthy being involved, and then there's not. And that is something that teenagers need to hear over and over. So you're the second question in a row with the same question. Means a friend that has got emotional issues or a family dysfunction, she needs to talk because that's a healthy process, but she needs to talk to a professional Someone that understands what's the limit, when the talking is not healthy, when they need to do skills, and you are a teenager. And even if you're not a teenager, but you don't have the knowledge, you might harm this girl by listening. And since you don't have the experience in households, we don't really teach the children to create a break or how to create boundaries, healthy boundaries, but not something like this where someone's going to be hurt. And the answer is that you need to learn that. Today's teenagers, parents, we need to teach it. So now, what are you hearing from my message? What do you need to learn? I need to learn, like, the boundary of, like, to where it's healthy. But I told her that, like, um, nothing, according to professionals, she should go see one. But she had the parents wouldn't let and she keeps on coming that's back not, That's not your problem. Let me ask you a question. I know a yeshiva that might close down. Can you please raise now a million dollars? Sorry. And no. they need it tomorrow. They very no. likely are not going to open up next year. The year is finishing now, and they're going to close. They need a million dollars. Can you please do it? Nope. Sorry. Why not? How did you just tell me no? But they really need it. Rebbeim are going to be out of a job, and the yeshiva is going to owe them money because they can't even pay them. So realize the difference. When you know you don't have it, you could say no. When you think you're helping, or when she tells you you're helping, and all you need to do is listen, then you can't say no. I would like you to realize that you cannot help her. When she is sharing with you her difficulties, it is poison for your age. Poison. It will ruin you. It will take away your concentration from school. It will have you not feel safe about the world. You're going to feel that it's your responsibility to help every person. That is poison for your age. You're supposed to have teenage issues. Which camp am I going to? Who's, which bunk am I going to be in? What am I going to do at night? How did I do on my finals and midterms? That is supposed to be your issues. So how did I tell her that? I mean, I told her already that. I can't, but like, she keeps coming back to me. Watch this. So now let's do a role play. I want you to be here, and I'm going to be you. Come over to me again. Okay, so like yesterday, my um, my mother yelled at me 
phone. Well, hold on. I'm sorry. I can't speak to you right now. Thank you. But Hatzlacha. I'm not allowed to talk to you right now. My parents asked me to have a break right now for for a while. Right now we can't speak. I'm so sorry for what you're going through, but I need to go now. And you walk away. Okay. No, I have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone for two and a half years. I got back a cell phone, and no one's supposed to have the number, only my wife and kids. And in case it's an emergency, a psychiatrist. Over the last two weeks, I don't know how, but people sort of got the, not my number, and I said, whoever gave it, please tell them not to give it. It might be one of my closest friends or something like that. Sure enough, they still called. Today, three people called. I'm not answering. It's not. It's zero answer. Either I change the number again or zero answer. It's only meant for my wife and kids, period. We have the ability to say no. I want to practice it on you now. I need to tell you what happened. Something emergency happened. If you would know, it's terrible. I can't tell anyone. I have to tell you. Sorry, I can't speak to you about things that... Well, just listen. Really... So what happens, my parents had a fight, or my parents said this and this. My brother's doing that. I need help. Sorry, if you need help, you can go to an adult. I can't help you. I can't go to now. My parents don't let me go. You're the only one I can speak to. You can't even speak to me. Sorry, I don't let Oh, you're so mean. Hasashalom, if this would happen to you, you wouldn't wish for me to do that. Sorry, have a wonderful day. Bingo, you did it. And what you can do is go over to a teacher, have your parents call the teacher, and say this and this is what this girl's speaking to me about. This is what I am not listening to her anymore. Now it's the school's achrayas to take care of her. That's what teachers do. That is part of a teacher's role. We told the school, but they, like, aren't doing anything that's about it. Now, that's it. their job. Now, the school has to deal with it. The teacher, it's their achrayas. But like, she also says it, like, in front of the whole class. She says things that, like, girls shouldn't be hearing. Yes, and that's, again, the school's issue. Yes, that is the school's issue. So I shouldn't tell her anything when, like, she talks to the class as a whole? No. You cannot respond. Okay. What's your job? Is your job to be her helper, to be her therapist? No. No, your job is just to be a girl. What happens if a girl says off-colored comments? Ignore it. Yeah, it's not your job. You can say to heal him for her, but it's not your job. You And you don't want to just say like you're ignoring her. You're informing the school. You're informing the teacher. That's not ignoring something. That's addressing something. And, uh, and if she gets her, I should let her get her? I think you what help do you her. Mean? You're going to help her. Why you... can't you give me a million dollars for that school? You should just not. Maybe you have fifty dollars in your savings. Give the whole fifty dollars. Just let her. You're not. You're informing the school. But I can't stay like her classmate friend. There's nothing I can tell that would make her stay just like friends and not. I don't know what. 
not people that are so needy. They need a therapist. So they're not at a therapist, and it's addressed. They can't. They can't. They need to speak to someone. They're in pain. They are in pain. They need to talk. If they're not going to the right people, they're going to let it out to the younger generations, the people that are listening. And painters think that they could actually help and save. And that's why people are listening. And then it gets overwhelmed. And then the parents notice a change. Then you're up at night. Then you're not focusing that well. You're not studying that well. And you don't even notice that. Then you stop blaming the teacher instead of realizing it's because it's too heavy for you. Then you get tense. And instead of realizing it's because you're dealing with emotional issues that are too mature for you, you're going to now get upset at your parents. And if the school don't do anything, I should just leave it? I mean, because then she no, won't have any friends. No, you dive in and you tell your parents and let your parents call up again. I told my parents. Great, and that's what's happening, and that's all that's going on. Okay. Yep, that's the, again, Davin, do you realize there's Tehillim? Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Thank You're you welcome. Much. Listen, do you see how many questions we're getting about the subject? Yes, and... Uh, we we know it, you know. As a parents, also we know we're facing a lot of a lot of times, you know, that the, our children basically stay long time, and uh, sometimes it's really overwhelmed. That as a parents, uh, we put our what you call it, uh, our foot in into is this case, and said enough, it's enough. You cannot talk uh, up to two o'clock, one o'clock, and just you have time limited on on. On the on the phone or any any you know meeting with uh, other friends. That's right. And someone sent me a message just to go to the next caller, but it was very true that even therapists can't always help. I am a huge believer in tefillah. Yeah, if we I all could help, I do the best. If I can't, then I do the best. But then I say I can't, my daven. Okay, thank you. Excellent. You're welcome, Hatzlacha. Okay, so we'll go to uh, Mrs. G. We have a Baruch Hashem, we have a full line, okay? A full line, excellent, okay. yes. So Welcome, Mrs. G, to the program. Just from hearing what you're saying now, and having us all in Zen, Thank as well, in your that you just said. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I've got a few parts of my question. First of all, thanks so much for the Stressed Inner Peace Workshop. Thank you so much for calling. Um, I really enjoyed it. I want to also ask you if it makes sense that I would go through the worksheets and the things with my own therapist, like as a continuous? Of course. Yes. I like had a compliment from someone that I respect, and he's a therapist. I met him on a bus ride. And he actually told me, I want you know, one of my clients brought in the worksheets, and he says, I'm shocked. You're doing, like, real therapy, and yeah. it's a lot of information, and that's what he's actually doing week after week. So I gave six weeks of information, and they're probably going to be doing more than a half a year of work through them. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense to me because I found, like, when I was listening, it was, like, loads of eye-openers, 
loads of information, yeah. but then I would love to break up slowly but surely with a the therapist. Yes, yes. It makes a lot, a lot of sense. I just try not to brag when I do workshops. I always tell people that we've got so many strong and solid information that is really saving people thousands of dollars in therapy for a very affordable and cheap price. Yeah, but I didn't find, yeah. as you said, I didn't find it was actually therapy, but I opened my eyes to so many topics and awareness and so many things that I would like to target in my therapy session, put it that way. That's right, exactly. So that's what we explained, that it's not therapy, and if you need therapy, you, do, you go to a therapist. However, yeah. there are all those yositis where people can have anxiety or stress or different issues going on that you're not aware of by bringing it up, sharing what, a healthy, what healthiness looks like, sharing why it's not healthy, and for those that don't get it or those that need more clarification or how to use it and how to detail it in their life, that's where one-on-one -on -one therapy comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, even, and even when you shared what unhealthiness means, so you can also bring that up and then move on with that. Exactly. Yes. So that was great. Um, okay, another one, another two things I wanted to say. So I'm, I'm a bit nervous, so I'm going to forget. Okay, the first one was, I know it's a little bit of a parenting question, um, but I'm wondering if you can make an awareness out of it. Um, it's a bit more of emotional health as well. My daughter is about 13, and it happened this evening that she, she had the phobia of, like, crawling creatures and all these things. Yeah. And I, because I'm also in therapy and I understand a little bit about it, she did go, um, she did go wild when she saw something, which was not the usual. Wasn't it major? And she didn't, and I went with her and we looked at it and we tried. And then we wanted to go back into bed and I wanted to be safe with her. And then she suddenly saw another one. And she goes, no, 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 I'm not going back there. I'm going to another room and I'm not sleeping in that room. And... Then I'm just wondering what, I mean, I did my part. I don't know if I should share what I did. I did feel that in the end she was safe, and we made up that I'm going to do my part tomorrow, and we're going to clean out the room, and I'm going to make sure there's nothing there, and we have to do our, our part, and the rest, you know, and I'm going to be, be with her. I'm going to, you know, um, but I'm just wondering what you would say about it because she really cried afterwards. She was in a lot of pain. And I validated her pain, and I told her that it is scary, and she's allowed to feel scared. True. And then now but I feel that she was part. quite overly emotional about it. That's it makes right. sense to me. I also shared my vulnerability that I've also got fears, and I'm also scared um, of different things, not of the, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just want you to be aware, when we do the parenting workshop, yeah. there's one component of validating, which you did fantastic, and you shared, and you're able to share a story, which is the next step, so you can connect so they really feel that you got them. Okay. However, the last part is the behavioral component. Now do it anyhow. Be in that room. It means bottom line, when you're dealing with anxiety, you're going to have to start doing the behavior. Mm-hmm. And She's going to have okay. to go back into that room. I'm not telling you what to do. No. That's the danger why I don't do parenting. I'm mm -hmm. sure you that's part of what you need to know. You need and to let's know say it would be for me. Take right it to one. me. Let's say I would be having this issue. What would you I do? I will not tell you that either. I don't know what's going on in your life. 
Uh, we do not give any clients or people what to do. We create an awareness. Well, the awareness that I'm creating is there is a place in therapy, let me rephrase that, there is a time in therapy that once the emotional solidness is there, the trauma, those stuff are out, we must do a behavioral component or the person will not get better. You mm-hmm. must face it and sit in it, even though you're afraid. But now All right, there is then, or was okay that sleep in another room and try and do it again tomorrow once he's calmer. Everything is possible. I am not going to tell you what you should do. <laughs> okay. What I'm telling you is, yes, that is another option. So as we call the five-solution option, one will be she must sleep there right away. One says she'll never sleep there. One option is tonight night, and tomorrow night you will sleep there. And come up with two more solutions. Um, try to do the best. That means sort the room out, and if, if necessary, call pest control. And then... Okay. And then you can't do more. Now we have to let go, and now we have to face it. Right. Excellent. Yeah. And there could even be another solution of getting some crawly creatures. Going to some of these, they have places like where they sell fish, and sometimes they have hamsters and other animals and parakeets and start having her be around those places. Exposure. It's really funny because she's really good at big animals. She would hold rabbits and all that sort of stuff, which I wouldn't. Right. Then maybe you're going to see if they have small bugs. Marina. So now you look for a place that has small bugs. Summertime, right. kids pick up salamanders all over in the bungalow colonies. <laughs> Go ahead. Look for them. Frogs. How do I like know where, it, where I need to give it over to someone else or when I can leave it as myself as a parent? You discuss with the therapist. This is exactly why we do not do parenting questions. Because uh-huh. these are one-on-one individualized. I wish I can give you a black and white answer. What might be the answer to you might not be for another parent. They might mm-hmm. not need that. So you can't give the a black and white answer. The thing is, when would I need that child to be able to go to help for help, or when would I be able so to So let me shift the... it back to you. When do you think you should send the child for help? Um, when, I've tried my, when I've tried what I need to do, and then it's still not getting better. You got it. Well, you've tried everything that you can do. Right. However, okay, I'm just going to share with you my okay. frustration. And my frustration okay. is that when parents may times send teenagers to us, but they still have this issue, they're part of it. Being I'm not talking about you now. Let's not take it to you. But maybe what I would do is instead of sending your daughter to a therapist for that, I might have you say and take another session a week, just how do I deal with my daughter? Because you still need your therapy. Yeah, but yeah, I would yeah, do a so second session a week own, on yeah. you. How do I be strong? How do I not let go? That's what I would I be focusing the honest, on. I didn't want to waste my therapy session tomorrow, so I decided I'm going to try to see if you can make an awareness about it. <laughs> right, but you didn't ask an awareness. You actually asked about you. Yeah, well, I don't mind if you make an awareness about how these things work and how you're supposed to go sure. about it. Sure, excellent, excellent, good. Okay, another one thing I wanted to say that was amazing. I heard from a few sessions ago you were saying that you cancelled this thing and and I was just thinking that it was a, such a lesson and part of this stress and the piece was also like the fact that things don't always happen the way we want it to go. Sometimes on our part we have to let go, sometimes someone else tells us no. You hit it on the nail. The... There is so much going on and we need to let go, yes. 
and that workshop and that I wanted to do me. was not the right time, and it was, I was very disappointed. Yeah, I'm taking it as a lesson that, yeah, it does happen in life. Yes. And to, just to keep calm in, you know, whatever, whatever the decision that we make, we just have to stay calm in it. Excellent. Whether it was right or wrong, there's, you know, doesn't help to have regrets either. Yeah. What do you say? That's that's a great awareness to make that we can have certain thoughts or expectations that we think. And the Rabbi Shalom runs the other show, not the other show. The Rabbi Shalom runs the show, and we learn to surrender. Yeah. Sometimes we will make the wrong choice, but then we've made it. So, you know. That's right. So it, it was it was good to hear it from someone like you. You got it. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. My pleasure, certainly, and Hatzlacha. Hatzlacha to you, Kaltif. Bye bye. Kaltif. Um, number to call up, those that would like, is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and the text number is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Rabnissa, what do you say about the last caller? I tell you, I, I was in the phone, a long conversation, so I just uh, I couldn't uh, even just participate or listen. Okay, uh, what was the conversation about? Uh, when you have long conversations, it's got to be interesting. It's uh, it's uh, something that after the show we'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a require for privacy. Sure. Uh, and I, I wish uh, that the person uh, could call and uh, talk about it on the, on the phone and online. Very important uh, that for other people to awareness about it, but uh, we will discuss it some uh, some way later. Uh, before we take the other caller, if uh, if uh, you want to take to, uh, about the text, what we got? Sure. Let me see. I didn't notice the text. Let me go back. I have a young married oh, family member that has an eating disorder. The parents don't involve the spouse. They're trying to solve it on their own. Can you please give a message to the parents? They listen to the line. Thanks for all your work, and may your Rabnissim be gebenched. Amen. Oh, that's so hard. That's right. Amen. I, I don't even know. I, I read it, and I felt overwhelmed just reading this message between me and your Rabnissim. Yeah. I the reason is, eating disorders are from the most complicated um, disorders to heal. And if someone is not dealing with it correctly, you're going to botch up the whole situation. Once the girl or the boy is married, the primary caregiver is now the spouse. Chassashom, if there's a medical illness, if a, par if a parent say one thing and the husband or wife says another, the husband and the wife are first. And it's sad that this person is married and the parents aren't getting this new structure. Either this happened while she was single, and that's when the parents had to deal with it and make sure he or she was ready for marriage. And if it happened after, then the spouse, the husband or the wife, is the primary caregiver, and they're second. And a large part of the issue that happens in very complicated and heavy cases where there's heavy emotional issues are if the family is not working as a team 
then this person can unfortunately use the concept of splitting, where they tell one person one thing, they do another with the other. They don't tell this one because the husband or the wife isn't talking to the parents, so they're not informing the therapist or the parents. And being that it's not clear, the mahal, they're not working with the same concept, therapy is generally not successful. I, you know, I, 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 I will add something that uh, as a parent, it's in the minute your uh, child is married, have to pop in the cards and basically talk. It's, don't don't try to to be uh, you know smart and to hide from the spouse because this is will be backfire later on. And as you said, something can happen, and this is falling on the on the young uh, spouse. Parents, please be uh, uh, you know be fair to the other side and try to to combine it together. Uh, take the you can help them. Uh, a lot, if it's finance, if it's something to take consulting, but you have to, to, to but I think that you have to participate the other side also and very, very, uh, and very quickly. Now, because if they're separated and now the parents and the parents' health, that's a different story. But you see that you don't want them to be separated and the parents, suddenly that the, the, uh, the, the spouse will find that he or she is uh, was cheated this can be create a separation and then the parents will be in a big problem a boy or girl come back to your to his house to her house and right. what are you going to do yeah you have to do i think that you have to create you know come uh, talking with the, the other side if she or a or e and talking with us listen uh, our son our daughter has a problem uh, let's do, try to work through this. We notice it now. Maybe it's as she's, she's always under pressure and some has disorder. We notice that has some problem with uh, eating disorder. Uh, let's work together. Yes. It's very complicated, and my recommendation to the parents are you're going to need every resource that you have. Use it. Work together. If you don't work together, things can fall apart. Okay. Yes, let us go to the next call. Okay. Um, oh, Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of needs, so we have Mrs. R. Mrs. R, welcome to the program. Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm curious to know about uh, trauma. If somebody goes through a trauma and it was dealt with properly and they seem to be okay, is it possible to be reawakened at a later date? I, I could give you details. I'm just want to know if I could ask it as a general question. Sure. The answer is yes, no, and maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay so so some people, yes. Depends on what level they dealt with it. Means, and if okay. it could be that whatever it was was dealt with, yeah. It, 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 or let's rephrase it. If there are major traumas, complex childhood, years going through, so they dealt with it on a certain level, but then when they have bigger responsibilities or other things start coming up, then yes, these can come through. And I've got certain clients where we tell them, you're going to be in therapy for several years. Not that it'll be continuous, okay. but we're going to get somewhere, but you're not done the process. Okay, so I'm talking about a one-time trauma, an accident, a car accident. So watch me answer the question accident. again. The answer could okay, be so yes, let me, no, and Should maybe. I give you some details? No, let's go before uh, you give me details. Let me share with you the answer could be yes, no, and a maybe. I understand. 
right. It depending on the circumstances, depending on the length, no, depending not only on. That. Do you know the amount of times people come to me for a one-time trauma, and then they come in and oh my gosh, they're living in a complete denial. They don't see how they're one piece of issues going on. They come and tell me, let's say they had a car accident, and then they tell me, you have no idea what was going on. My parents didn't want me to come. My husband told me to come. I was torn between them for a couple of months. Now at this point, I can't sleep at night because I see it in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. Their issue isn't the car accident. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's okay. the difficulty of what happens that when people come to therapists for a one-time issue, that's not. That's not what they're coming for. That's what's bringing them through the door, but that's not their primary issue, and they're not even aware of it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I have a more specific question. Um, my son was in an accident where his bus turned over. I don't know if you heard about it. It was very well. Yes, of course. That was two weeks right. ago about. Right. So we we were given direction as parents, um, and really it was uh, remarkable the way we were taught to handle it and sort wow, of tr um, speak to him. And I I saw him I saw him um, I see him healing and he's completely okay. Meaning he goes on the bus in the morning, not a problem. He's himself. I'm not seeing any residual side effects. Now, he's going to camp in about a week and a half. So my question is, is this something that I have to be um, on top of? Is this something I should speak to his counselor and let him know about this? Or is this something that could be that he is okay and I don't have to, you know, is this, that's my really concern. Is this, should I be ahead of the game and mention? And then, we you know, don't know. We never just know. in case. I, I just... Uh, yeah, I just want to say, uh, did you did you get over? Um, you know, That's, I don't know exactly, but I think so. Uh, my feeling that so, my feeling that right now that you have the the issue. I'm not worried I, about anything. I, I'm just okay. trying to be proactive and just to Excellent. know if I should so speak to his counselors so or anything. A, you could tell a counselor or just tell the head counselor, but it's mm -hmm. not a big deal. It's just say everything's okay, just to be aware. Maybe right. he'll want to share it with him. Maybe he'll discuss it. it yeah, it he might. Book. We encourage him to talk about it as, long, as right. much as he wants. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes, I just want you to know that it can, something can come up, but if you're discussed what to, let's say you're trained or a little taught what to look out for, mm -hmm. and your son's okay, then the goal is to just be aware and let time, let time heal. And if something comes up, you'll, you'll deal with it then. So you can create the awareness either to the counselor or to the head counselor. But mm -hmm. not follow up like at visiting day, the first question or call. So did he say anything? It's like when you speak to him, how is he and how is he doing? Like, like every parent asks the counselor, how is he getting along with friends? How is right. he doing with sports? Speaks to the Rebbe, how is he learning? How's he sleeping? Mm -hmm. And like, those are the normal stuff. Everything's good. Then you guys, and by the way, did he mention anything or is anything going on? If they say no, then perfect. You see there's a new right. environment. It's all stable and it's mm -hmm. working itself out. Right. No, my, my first instinct was not to say anything. And then I thought to myself, maybe that's um, foolish. Um, 
maybe I should say something just so that they should be aware. That's all. Yeah. Awareness There's helps no in a lot of situations. Exactly. There's no big deal to say. However, it depends how you present it. I don't want them to focus on it. I don't want them to treat him any differently because he, right, right. exactly. I don't want them to say anything to him unless he says something. That's right. I I just want to uh, remember, I remember he spoke about uh, the war guys that as, uh, you know, the the uh, LM club, you know, the the, the shock of the the war. Yeah, yeah, trauma. Trauma, yeah, trauma Mm -hmm. from the war. And basically, you you erase the the the, uh, the research that people that suffer with this trauma. Oh yes, yes, the war. That's right. War yeah. veterans that went through trauma. The most, I think, I don't remember now the number. It was might have been seventy percent. Those that went through do not get affected at all. The ones that have mm-hmm. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, were aware if there are other underlying issues going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And this is very important to to you know to digest because I, I we saw a lot of friends that happened to them like this you know that have some and suddenly that's the the trauma of the war just raised it to a higher level meaning the same thing could happen to seventy different people and they're Exactly. Some are going to be completely exactly. fine. Most, I would say that most of the people, I think that was 90, 95% of the, of the soldiers, nothing happened to them, mm-hmm. basically. But uh, the, peop- the soldier that had an uh, issue before, the, this event, the, the war, just accelerate all the, the, the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hopefully that's, I, I, I believe that, Your son is one ninety-five percent, and it's nothing happened, nothing problem with him, and uh, right, go, I think so too. <laughs> okay, so. okay, thank you very much. Yes, excellent, great. So we're going to go now to Mrs. M. Yes. Okay. By the way, I just oh. want to thank that mother if you're still on the line. Very brave of you to call up. Very, I shouldn't say really. Baruch Hashem, we're having it more and more, but to share that right, the bus that turned over two weeks ago, you to share what happened. And it just gives more people the permission to call up with real live stories and recent events. So again, that's, it's a schuss to be able to do that, and it's a tremendous schuss for you to bring that up, and it'll just give more people the permission to ask. Yes. Okay, Mrs. M. Good evening. Can Mrs. You M, me? you're on with Mordechai and Arabnissen. Yep, that's you. Can you hear me? Yes, yep, yes. we hear you loud and clear. Okay, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to tell you that I really enjoy your program. And it was brought to my attention the last couple of days. I'm not going to say where, but I went into a yeshiva, and I saw on the blackboard was written, I was mortified. It was written in one of our yeshivas. I'm not going to say whether it was a girl's or a boy's yeshiva. It's not Nogea. It says, please come to so-and-so's speech, even though this child smells. Oh. And I call the, my child does not go to the school. And I saw, saw this, and I was horrified. I made wow. sure that somebody raised that blackboard before that kid. Awareness. But, you know, Why is this something that is okay? I called the principal and I said to the principal what what happened, and the principal basically shoved it under the carpet right 
And it is a problem because this is a major yeshiva. I'm not going to say which one it was. No, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear which one that is. It doesn't make a difference. It's just just to know that this is happening in the Brooklyn community. And this is a Ugizena yeshiva, a recognized yeshiva that this is happening to. And if you're having downplay from from the Menahalim saying that, oh, this is a very well-known child. It was just a practical joke. But even in a practical joke, there's somewhat of emiss to it. So, Thank you. You've created a, the awareness. You've done a great job. Thank you. But, but as a Excellent. parent, it bothers me to see this. So my question is, how do we educate our children that it is not okay it. to write something you on a blackboard, it. even you though it, it is a talk, a, a joke? You did it. You did it. Thank you. You did it. Thank you so much. Yes, okay. Uh, Excellent. I don't know. Uh, it's in Brooklyn right now. It's stormy and very rainfall. Like, you know, somebody got in the studio right now. It's like soaking wet. I don't know, liquid. But <laughs> it seems oh, man. Thank you for yeah. your wonderful bracha. Okay, so, uh, it seems like we are basically yeah. finished tonight. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. And thank you to our, our Yes, and thank you everyone for listening and calling up. I'm looking forward to doing this program next week. Appreciate all the great calls we had from England and from all other places.